12 Ways to Survive and Thrive in Busy Airports. This is episode 170 of The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. And I'm 100,000 miles shy of 10 million. So I'm 9,920,000. By the end of the year, uh, my bona fide will be that I have exceeded 10 million miles. Yes. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. So good to have you along today. Be sure to subscribe to The Game Changers in your favorite podcast player app, or make it simple, go to jason-jennings.com slash iTunes, and you can subscribe right there. With a million plus listeners and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you. How are you? Good. I, we've taken a bit of a hiatus. I want to call this, is this season four, season five I, I, I of guess the Game Changers? I guess, I guess it's season four. And uh, we did take a, a short break over the summer. And I think it was kind of unintended, but uh, a, a lot of forces conspired to make that happen. But we're back. Uh, we'll be here uh, every single week. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about, and I've been answering a lot of emails to people saying, where are the new podcasts? Where are the new podcasts? So uh, here we are. Uh, we're back. And I'm sure you've spent a little bit of that time in airplanes, and I know I've heard you say before, you have flown more than 10 million miles. That is a lot of miles to and, log in and, the air. And I- and actually, I've got to correct that. Uh, I have. Uh, I, I, I think I have loose lips when I said that more than 10 million. It's actually, I went back and put together the actual numbers, and I'm 100,000 miles shy of 10 million. So I'm 9,920,000. So by the end of the year, uh, my bona fide will be that I have exceeded 10 million miles. Yes. So I'm guessing you've picked up a few tips and ideas to make travel easier for the rest of us. And that's what our podcast episode is today. And I'm going to go through these uh, very, very quickly. Feel free to uh, pause me and ask me any follow-up questions whenever you would like. Uh, the first one, uh, I've traveled a lot uh, over the past several months, and airports have been jammed wherever you are, any place in the world. There are more, I mean, you can hardly move as you walk through the concourses in Atlanta and Chicago O'Hare and Los Angeles and in New York and and in international airports. And uh, I've been thinking, gosh, I mean, I'm glad I figured out the things that I can do to survive and thrive in, in airport environments. And the first one is this, despite record crowds every place in the world, I have never spent more than two minutes going through security any place. Never more than two minutes going through security any place. And so there are several must-haves. Uh, first of all, if somebody doesn't have uh, pre, uh, I, I don't know what they're thinking about. Uh, <laughs> pre uh, qualifies you uh, f- to get through the pre-line, and it's $100, and it's five years. But here's the best news. I don't care which credit card you have, whether it's American Express or whether it's a Chase card, they're going to get they're going to pay the one hundred dollars for you. I don't know what their deal is with pre, but there's going to be no money out of your pocket. Uh, 
Is it a little bit of a pain in the butt? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you have to uh, fill out the forms online, and then you have to show up for an interview. And But that's it. That's it. And then you will never wait domestically. I mean, more than a minute and a half or two minutes. I don't care how crowded the airport is. I mean, you're just through very, very quick. The second thing that I'm so happy I got a number of years ago is global entry. Getting back into the U.S., after an international trip, the lines can be long, long, long. I mean, we're, we're talking two and three hour lines. And then very often, if you're going to connect someplace domestically, then you've got to go through security again. And tons of people miss their flights. Well, when you have global entry, there is never a line. You just walk up to the machine, you scan your passport, they uh, take your iris, they take a picture, and you're out of the airport. So those are two must-haves. For anybody traveling uh, a lot internationally, and I won't go to the whole list of these, but a real lifesaver is the APAC card. And uh, the APAC is just like global entry, but it's good for um, Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, China, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Peru, the Philippines, Russia, Singapore, Korea, Chinese, uh, Taipei, and, uh, and Vietnam. I mean, that's a big list of countries, and it's like $70, I mean, for, for several years. So those are three things that anybody who travels with any degree of frequency should have is pre-global entry and then the APAC card. And all you do is go to APAC.com to figure out how to apply. I'll tell you, a pre is a lifesaver, and the amount of time and money you spend to get the, get the classification yes. will pay for itself within a couple trips to an airport. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I just always kind of feel good that I have knowing I've been vetted and that the federal government has declared me worthy. Of, of, uh, <laughs> so I actually enjoyed the process. And and then additionally, and I should give a shout out for them, in addition to having pre, I've also got clear. And the combination of those two is just a killer. I mean, I've I've literally not waited more than a minute or two to get through security. Number two, about a year and a half or two years ago, I, I, I remember I went through security and I went to the newsstand and I bought a couple of newspapers and I bought a bottle of water and it was like $9. And I said, what? And this bottle of water, I mean, was like $5. I mean, you know, you buy a case at Costco. Well, you could carry an empty bottle with you through security, but I think the second best airport tip I can offer anybody is get a water bottle. And uh, the best one I've had several is a clean canteen at Target. It's uh, 30 bucks, and I did the math. I bet because of my volume of travel, I probably save $1,000 a year by not buying any water or any snacks in any airport. So get yourself a water bottle. And, uh, and, you can, and all of the airports now have these clean filtered water filling stations so you can fill it. So you're not you know, in the bathroom or you're not at a drinking fountain filling it. They've actually got filtered water to fill your water bottle with. Number three, uh, get a credit card with no foreign currency charges or foreign transaction fees. And uh, uh, Chase offers a great one, Chase Sapphire. Uh, there are many out there. Just Google and, and go with whoever you want. And, and avoid money changers. These people are, uh, man, uh, there's a reason Jesus didn't like the money changers. And uh, these people are bad, and they'll rip you off any opportunity they have. So one of the things I would urge you to do is uh, I carry uh, one B of A card because B of A has a lot of uh, foreign currency transaction places. And if you maintain one account with B of A, they waive the charges. So uh, uh, the, the foreign exchange or the exchange charges for changing money, I mean, uh, can be high. Number four. 
uh, picked up on this one again after uh, after getting ripped off a lot. Uh, now I. I know you download everything. You don't carry any books with you. Uh, and I download a lot too, but I occasionally like to get into a good four or 500 page book. And I like a hardcover book, uh, not a paperback. Uh, buy your books in advance. You know, go to Costco, Books a Million or Sam's Club. Don't get ripped off in airports. Uh, number five, download books in advance because Wi-Fi in airports is notoriously horrible. And that's ditto number seven for downloading the airline's entertainment system before you hit the airport. More and more airlines are moving away from having in-flight entertainment systems, and you'll be watching on your own laptop or your own device or your own tablet. And a couple of times, or many times, I've witnessed people sitting there trying to access the entertainment system while they're sitting on the airplane with the bad Wi-Fi. It's impossible for them to download, and they're flying across the country without having an opportunity to use it. One of my favorites is this, um, and this is kind of a double-edged sword. Uh, buy a neck pillow. Um, you know, they're like 5 or $7. You, you'll find them at all kinds of drugstores. And it is just so great if you're on one of those long five, six, seven, or hour, eight-hour flights and, and you want to try to get some rest and try to get some sleep. The only thing I caution not to do is this. For God's sake, don't blow it up in the airport and walk around the airport wearing it around your neck. You look nuts. I mean, it's a, it's, it's you know, don't make a fashion statement by wearing your pillow around your neck. I mean, but- just... That's the question. You've got an inflatable neck pillow because the one I have yes. is it has like a foam center to it. So it's not inflatable, yes. but yes. I'm going to dump it because I, I refuse to carry it with me because it's so big and bulky. Right. Well, you could walk through the airports with it around your neck. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so yes, buy an inflatable. And, and, and there's some really great quality ones. Number eight requires a quick little story. Uh, a number of years ago, I was flying from San Francisco through Denver to Des Moines uh, for a big speech at the uh, it was a big Sheraton hotel there. And it, it's also the last time I've ever checked a bag in my life. And so I got on board the airplane, I think with a T-shirt and uh, probably a pair of running shoes and a pair of jeans and uh, checked my bag. I thought, how can they lose a bag on the way to Des Moines? Well, sure enough, I uh, got to Des Moines. There's no bag at seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the evening. The speech is the... Uh, uh, early the next morning, and uh, everything was closed except a Walmart. So I had to go to a Walmart and piece together uh, a suit, shoes, uh, underwear, socks, uh, and uh, it became a laughing point as I began my speech by modeling my Walmart suit. But never check a bag. I mean, you're, you're, it's complicated. You're going to be waiting forever and ever. Just get a great bag, either get a spinner or a two-wheel bag, and Briggs and Riley, a little bit of cash, about 500 bucks. But I've had two Briggs and Riley bags in my life. The current Briggs and Riley bag I'm using, I've probably been traveling with for 12 years. And inside of it, I can put my uh, business clothes, a suit, my business shoes. I can put my workout gear. I can put an extra pair of jeans. I can put the underwear, socks. I can put several shirts. I can get my ties in, uh, my toiletries in. Just zip it up. It slips up top in any airplane. I, I've never been forced to check a bag because it didn't fit. So never, never waste time checking bag. Number nine, I think I'm getting cheaper uh, as I uh, get older, but I now bring food with me. I bring snacks, especially on long flights, uh, simply because the, the quality of airport food is not that great. The choices are very limited. And if you want to eat somewhat healthy, uh, it can be a real challenge. Now, that being said, I'm increasingly finding hummus and pita bread 
bread in airports and some fresh fruit. But other than that, uh, you find a lot of thousand calorie uh, meals laden with fat. You don't want to do that. So it's very simple in your backpack or your bag just to stick some foods. One more thing, hard boiled eggs are now showing up in more and more uh, airport kiosks and uh, little food stores. So and, a hard boiled egg is fantastic. And they are great. And I'll tell you what, I don't eat a lot of sodium in my life. I stay away from salt as much as I could. But what's better than a hard boiled egg with a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, number 10, I, I, maybe everybody who listens has figured this one out, but I talk to a lot of people who haven't figured it out. And that is stick to one main airline for club privileges, points, and upgrades. Uh, if you're going to be traveling a lot, uh, I, I will, I'll wait an hour, I'll wait an hour and a half and take a later flight to stay on a preferred carrier uh, because the higher your status, the more, like, more likely you are to get upgraded. And there's lots of club privileges. For example, on one airline, uh, I have flown enough miles with them that I will never have to pay for their club room again as long as I live and uh, can bring a guest. And, and that could be three, four, five hundred dollars $500 a year to belong to some of these clubs. Uh, I haven't paid for years and years and years, primarily by sticking to one airline. Uh, next. Now, one of the things that I do is before I go through security, and there's a reason for it, before I go through security, I check to make sure that my incoming piece of equipment is in the air and how many minutes before it's going to be there to make sure it's not sitting in an airport someplace else. Because if you have to change your flights, if you have to get reaccommodated on another flight, I mean, if you're through security and you're talking to these people at the gates, they've got a lot more on their mind than accommodating you. And if, they, if you occasionally see a customer service center, the lines are vast and long. And so if a cancellation, if a delay requires a change, it's a heck of a lot easier to do it with the uh, ticket agents in the lobby before you get through security. And uh, so just to use any of the flight tracking apps to be able to do that. By the way, have you, have you seen the new... Uh, do I have it here? Uh, have you seen the new flight tracking app? Or I, It's new to me. I, I, occasionally, I've been sitting in a hotel someplace and a plane's flown overhead, or I've been sitting outside in our garden and a plane's flown overhead. And um, I wonder now, who, what, what, what airplane is that? Where are they going? And I wonder which airline it is. And I, now, through the wonders of GPS, you just open the app. Wherever you are in the world, it shows you how the plane's flying overhead. You can just touch the airplane, and it tells you the airline, where, it's, where it took off from, where it's landed. If it's on time, it shows you a picture of the airplane. Are you familiar with that one? I am. It's great. It is. It's great. It's, it's so cool that somebody took and figured out a way to incorporate that technology into an automatic complaint system so that if you don't like this, the noise that airplane is creating overhead, yes. you can automatically complain about it. But yeah, but wow. definitely. I'm, 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 I'm sure the government but, likes all the complaints. Oh get. yeah. The technology is awesome. Uh, te technology is awesome, period. Now here's another one. Uh, I came into the country a few months ago and I was going through global entry and I got stopped by a marshal, and they said, could I have a look at your phone? And I said, yes. Why? Uh, just, wanted, just checking. And I did a little research, and they didn't ask me, but do you know that a federal marshal can take your device and you must provide them the passwords and the usernames, or you will be detained until you do? And so I would suggest don't ever have anything on your phone, your PC, or device that you don't want the whole world to know about. 
this is happening with increasing frequency at points of entry in the U.S. And then, wow. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's probably news to everybody, but it's, it's, it, it's happening out there. And then finally, my big bonus tip uh, is this. Uh, I have learned over the years, uh, since all the terrorist attacks began and airports were frequent targets and hotels, I, I have just, I've always been present and conscious of what's going on around me, but I no longer linger in public spots. I mean, if I'm in a hotel lobby, I register and get out of the lobby and get to my room. Uh, and if I'm in an airport, uh, once you're through security, I think you're in pretty good shape. So I really don't linger in public areas that are heavily populated with people. So just be present and don't linger. So as I was putting together my list, those are some of the top things on my list. And I can tell you, I've had a summer of, um, uh, or four or five months of uneventful travel. It's all been delightful. I've never waited to get through security. Every flight's been fantastic. Every time I walked on a jetway, I'm thankful that I'm going someplace to make something happen. And uh, if you follow these tips, I think you'll just make life a little bit easier for yourself. Absolutely. Those are great. I uh, took some notes myself. And, and I'll add one more. You, you talked about Wi-Fi on airplanes, and especially if you're over land um, on most flights, you've got access to Wi-Fi. Uh, but I have gotten myself in the habit of not buying the Wi-Fi and using that flight to process email. It has become a much more efficient way to clean out an inbox yes. because you don't have people emailing you back the moment because no, none of your emails are going out. They're just sitting there in your outbox until you get a Wi-Fi connection. So you can clean out an inbox without more emails piling up behind it. It's just an efficient way to use the time on an airplane. And, uh, and who is the worst, uh, airline Wi-Fi or airport Wi-Fi? Uh, is it Boingo? Have they ever tried to get you to download? Oh man, it's man. It's it's slow. Oh, man, I'll just sit there and work and work and work and work and nothing will ever download. Nothing will ever download. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, airport and uh, airline uh, Wi-Fi is, is horrible. Cool. All Those right. are great tips. Anything else for us? Final uh, thoughts? Any, any final thoughts? Uh, yes. Uh, a month or so ago, I, I had an opportunity uh, it was a business trip. Uh, it was a speech uh, I was giving to Mercy and St. Joe's uh, leadership team uh, from Trinity Healthcare to about 500 people in the Detroit area, and then had the opportunity to do a short road trip. Uh, and a lot of regular listeners would know that that's where I'm originally from, and I really enjoy the state, especially in the summertime. And uh, I had the occasion uh, to uh, stop at a roadside park. And I couldn't believe how well-maintained it was and how clean it was and how beautiful the restrooms were. And during the course of our 10-day journey, we probably stopped at, uh, I would say, 10 or 15 of the 84 welcoming centers and roadside parks that they have in Michigan. And I've got to tell you something, they have absolutely nailed it, absolutely Nailed it, and then I take a look at my home state of California and wonder, you know, why can't why can't we do this? And and I've been in roadside parks and rest stops in other states that have been horrible. So I just want to do this call out. I mean, I was very very impressed. And the other thing is this: in ten days of driving in Michigan, we put more than two thousand miles on. I never saw one piece of litter, not one piece of litter on the side of any freeway, any interstate, uh, any road, any street, not one piece of litter. Uh, So hats off to the people of Michigan. They're doing something right. 
I will encourage folks to subscribe to this podcast in the iTunes store or at jason-jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. Until next time, make it a great week and travel safe and smart. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.